Perspectives, Perspectives, and I'm your host, Sneha. Perspectives is about bringing you conversations from individuals around the world, sharing their stories and experiences of life. We're trying to create a space to have the necessary but sometimes hard conversations on mental health, community, life, and everything in between. Conversation and information are an integral part of our lives and our growth. And with our very same hope, incredible people from all over the globe are sharing their perspective with you. Please know that sometimes these discussions get intense and we touch on topics like depression, anxiety, self-harm, abuse, and more. So if any of these topics can trigger you, please take care while listening. Listen with a friend or someone you trust. If this environment is not immediately available to you, I request a way to learn a better state of mind in a safer space. Also know we are not professionals giving out any medical opinions, but individuals sharing our perspective and our stories. If you need any professional help, please seek the same. This podcast is not a substitute for professional help. Thank you and take care. And without any more further delay, let's get into today's chat. To say I'm excited for today's episode is basically an understatement. I easily have two of the most amazing human beings I've ever had the privilege of crossing paths with and to call my friends. This is legit one of my dream episodes right now that we're recording. (laughs) (laughs) We're calling it the R2D2 episode. And and I am so excited to say that I have both D2 and Randy from Start the Wave here on Perspectives. Hello. (laughs) How's it going? Thank you for having us here. Yeah, thanks for having me back. I am so excited. You, The two of you are incredible human beings. I have so much love, respect, and admiration for you both. And I'm just excited to get into today's discussion. I know it's going to be fun. Yeah. The, last the feeling time, is mutual. Yes, the feeling is mutual. The last time I had uh, two guests on an episode was Emmy and Steph. And that was an, a very memorable episode, which had me <laughs> literally fall out of a chair laughing. <laughs> So I'm learning from that mistake and I am sitting on the ground and starting this conversation. Awesome. Nice. I am not falling off the chair again. Feel, man. Yeah. Now I feel like I have to be really funny. Uh, it, it's going to happen either ways. Great. It's, it's thanks, me. <laughs> yeah, um, thanks for that. <laughs> uh, but to start, uh, to start off, um, as you all know, Mind Matters, uh, uh, we predominantly work in the space of mental health. And Perspectives has always been about bringing conversations of mental health to the forefront. And it's about how every individual has their own experience and how sharing our stories can be so impactful. Uh, But I am curious to know, and it's always been a very interesting conversation for me as well, because I've had the opportunity of talking to different people from different parts of the world, different upbringings and different cultures. But were conversations around mental health something that you were exposed to growing up? I guess I'm going first. Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, yeah so I, I talked a little bit about this on my episode um, that I did with you as well, but um, they weren't like, we didn't talk a lot about that. Like it was definitely, you know, um, I grew up in the eighties, you know, early nineties. And it was, it was definitely not something that was like mainstream media and like, you know, we didn't have this like mental health movement that we do now. Um, and I think there was a lot of confusion around 
the difference between mental health and mental illness. And I think everything was just an umbrella under mental illness. And so it was like, if you fell off, like you were worried because like that automatically meant something was wrong with you kind of thing. So the only conversation that ever occurred that I can remember growing up was when my mom ended up going to therapy um, for some childhood trauma stuff. And it was basically just her telling me like, I'm going to go to therapy. And I was like, okay. And then that was it. Like, I never heard anything after that. Like, I don't know how long she went, how often she went. I did notice a difference in her. Um, and, but it was literally just that one conversation and that was it. And then, um, I had to kind of figure it all out on my own as I grew up and, and went out in the world on my own kind of thing. So I don't know, Randy, if yours was different. Yeah. I mean, mine, no, mine was very similar to yours that, um, yeah, it wasn't talked about. Um, and you, same thing, child of the nineties, it's, it's the mental health and mental illness are lumped together. Um, personally for me, I don't know where I got it, but, but um, mental health was always in the back of my mind um, as a little girl for some reason. And I don't know if it was um, being exposed to certain things on, on um, like TV and movies or whatnot, but I remember being 12 years old and talking to family member, a family member. And I was like, I think that I'm probably gonna need to go to therapy. <laughs> and, uh, and my family member at the time, which they don't feel this way now, but, um, but they said to me, uh, anything you, any problems you have, you can solve on your own. And I remember thinking, I can't be right. Like that, that definitely can't be the solution here. Um, and I continued to stay open-minded. And then I was later on in life exposed to um, a better understanding of mental health. I think that's an interesting perspective though, like that anything that's wrong, you can solve on your own. Because like, that's just not how society works mm -hmm. in anything. Like oh, that's yeah. why we have plumbers and carpenters. And if we all knew everything, exactly, we wouldn't we, have occupations. Exactly. Like, you exactly. need help from other people for everything in life. Yeah. So why would mental health be different? That's really interesting. Yeah, I agree. It's like hmm. not everyone is equipped with the tools to handle everything in life. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. So that was my experience. <laughs> but thank you both for sharing. And uh, what's interesting is my, well, my, how do I say this? I think one of the key moments in my life that really forced me to kind of take stock of my mental health was the loss of my older brother. And that happened mm -hmm. in 2015. So it, it isn't like, it, it was, it's relatively recent. And yeah. when you consider like the decades and whatsoever, but I, I've shared this with you before as well, Randy, I come from a family where we never talked about it. And it has been over seven years and we still haven't had a conversation about it. And wow. I did, in fact, start going to therapy without my family even knowing. <laughs> that was the kind of state in mm -hmm. which how it is. And it, it's been very interesting for me to kind of, and it's almost like a comparative study that I've been doing, having this conversation of how different countries, different cultures, and just how society describes mental health. It's been fascinating and depressing at the same time to learn more about. But I, I still come from that same family where they do not really take right. note of what's going on or what has happened. We still haven't had a conversation about what's happened. That still pisses me off, but I'm mm -hmm. trying to like work through on how it's probably never going to be a conversation. But I had to start going to therapy without people, without my own parents knowing. And 
And I know so many people who've actually done that. It's yeah. kind of sad how many people I know who have done the whole going to therapy without their parents knowing, telling them they're with their friends or whatever it is or in school for extra classes. But it's unfortunate. But I'm hoping, and I, I, I've noticed that with COVID, a lot more conversation on mental health have started up. And I'm oh, hoping yeah. that it changes the kind of narrative that exists on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in I don't know if anyone knows where I'm from, but I'm from Ontario, Canada. Um, and uh, and it's been a focus, actually, um, of mental health or, or during COVID. It's actually been kind of a priority uh, in Ontario. So, um, yeah, I hear you. I hear you're going in. And I'm very, very proud of you for um, for taking that step for yourself. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know, it's hiding themselves in the hoodie. <laughs> Anyway, yes, <laughs> very proud of you for that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so um, uh, how would you describe this conversation or this lack of conversation rather how we just discussed? How do you think it influenced understanding your own mental health over the years? Yeah, I mean, this conversation for me, um, uh, it, like I said, I knew that there was another solution and, uh, and it wasn't until I was exposed to, um, I was dating someone, um, who was a couple and family therapy student at Purdue university. And I got to know a whole bunch of therapy students. And I was like, um, this is great. Like it got me interested in psychology and, uh, and mental health. And, um, I just, I just knew that that seeking um, support was the absolute best um, solution for me. Like I could see like the the community and the support in this in this group of therapy students, and it was something obviously that I had never been exposed to before. And it just it just like I said, it helped me see um, that I I was correct in thinking that there was other solutions out there and uh, and that there are a whole bunch of people out there who are you know wanting to see you get through uh, any any issues that you have and and wanting to help you get through any issues that you have so it's it really helped my um my mental health being around like-minded people what, what's interesting is that feeling that you just described is exactly what i found from my matters it was, oh. it, was, it was like finding people who shared just not even if not the same kind of uh, backstory or experience of what I had but just the idea of wanting to get through it and like finally finding people who at least understood to an extent what exactly I was feeling yeah exactly exactly yeah 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 I would say for me the lack of conversation um I wasn't really honestly exposed to like the concept of mental health or what that really was until honestly, probably the last maybe 10 years of that. Um, and most of, I think what sparked me kind of more like reading up on it or learning about it or really understanding it was honestly like social media posts, mm, that's true. which I mean, for all the crappy that comes from social media, like you have the blessings of it as well. Um, and that's where I really uh, like started to understand the difference between mental illness and mental health and what those really were. And like, 
oh, it's not all just one thing. And like, mm-hmm. there's just been the stigma with it. And therapy's not a bad thing that we shouldn't be talking about. And like, and then I started like having people in my life and, and finding friends and, and connections that just were fine to openly talk about that. And that's what really was like, you're okay. Letting people know that you're, you're depressed, like, and you're mm-hmm. on medication for it. Like I've never had like someone comfortable enough to talk about. And it was refreshing in a way that I was like, Oh, we can talk about these things. Like these aren't things yeah. you're supposed to be hiding. Um, and so, so yeah, that's kind of where, where my journey with like really understanding it and like learning about it. And then like in that, I was able to see like, you know, where depression shows up in my life. And like, I can see the triggers and I can see when I'm like hitting seasonal depression, you know, and I know what I can do to pull myself out of that or the things that I can try. I've gone to therapy and I've been very open about when I was going to therapy, um, you know, making it known to everybody, like putting on my social media that I was, you know, heading into a therapy appointment and like, um, just trying to like further that, like, openness about it. And like that we shouldn't be hiding the fact that these resources are available to us and that they're helpful, um, for all kinds of things. And so, so yeah, that the lack of conversation definitely pushed me to do my own work, but it still took a while to get me there. Like I I was already in my thirties before I really like put the effort in and really cared about it. Um, and I'm like, what could have happened in my life? How could I, how, how much different could I be if I was exposed to this in my teens or my early twenties and like went to therapy then and like sorted shit out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, you know, and so I'm like, Oh man. Um, and so the lack of conversation in my childhood and my life has completely changed the way I parent. Um, you know, I've been very open with Toby, like, um, my son, he's 13 and he like very open from an early age of like doing mental health check-ins and like asking him constantly if he wants to go see a therapist or um, if he's feeling okay. Like when I noticed myself going into a seasonal depression, cause him and I are very similar. Mm-hmm. Randy can now attest to that because she's met <laughs> him. Like he's my enemy. <laughs> so our personalities, our energies, everything is just so similar. So I'm like, okay, if I'm starting to slip into like a down, maybe he is too. And so I'll start to check in on him and I'll like, let's go outside for a little bit and let's just sit in the sun, you know, that kind of thing and encourage him. And so, and so, yeah, the lack of conversation, I, I think the biggest impact of the lack of conversation in my life has changed the way I've tried to raise him. Fantastic. Um, so yeah. I said this and last time and I stand by him and now parent of the year. Like every year. <laughs> best parent of life like I oh my god. god yeah <laughs> it's like if i mean love my parents they're amazing but like yeah if, I mean, if life had been my parents are great yeah. too yeah. <laughs> seriously we are never going to hear this so i am saying this with so much confidence <laughs> amazing but yeah but, but like, it's exactly what you said, like this lack of conversation, like had I heard what I've been hearing in the past two years, earlier in life, I would have reacted to so many situations different. And I probably yeah. would have grieved my brother in a much more healthier way than what I did. Mm-hmm. And it, my entire life would have been different now. And which is why we're really hoping the perspectives and like just having conversations like this is going to bring about some change in the narrative. So I Absolutely. cannot even begin to say thank you for accepting the invitation and coming and sharing your experiences because it really, really does 
have yeah. incredible impact eventually. Well, thank you for having us. Like, like I said before, it's, you know, it's the conversations, like you said, I'm so proud of you for starting these conversations and uh, you, you're right. It will help people. Yeah. You know? Well, um, if you're comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> In the hoodie again, folks. In the hoodie again. <laughs> you know, when I usually record, it doesn't like people don't usually say as often how I'm hiding in the hoodie. No, we're like going to continue. Every single time. If, if, if y'all are comfortable sharing, um, would you tell us a little bit about your own journeys with mental health? Yeah, sure. Can you start? You want to start? I don't care. Sure. I'll, I'll go. Um, so it's interesting. Um, like I said, when I was younger, I was very conscious uh, of getting help for any issues that I had. Um, but the first time I, um, I sought therapy was after a breakup. And the reason I thought I, I sought it was sought it out was because, um, I had ended a relationship or a relationship had ended. And this person was uh, like one of my best friends. We had, you know, a, gr a collective group of friends and it felt in the moment that I lost everything. And I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. And a buddy of mine was like, maybe you should, you should like think about therapy. And I was like, you know what? I promote this. I, I'm, I, you know, encourage people to seek therapy. It's something you should, you know, practice what you preach, um, especially because you know it's going to be helpful, but it was scary as hell. And I remember going into the office and I was nervous and I sat down and she said to me, so tell me what's, what's going on. And I just started bawling. <laughs> and, uh, and for the next hour and a half, I felt more seen than I had ever been seen, never felt seen in my entire life. And it was this objective party telling me, you know, I don't know you well, but the interactions that we've had, I know that you can get through this. And it was that validation that, that, like I said, being, feeling seen, feeling heard, she, she was right. And I, and I really took that and I, and I, you know, grieved the way I needed to grieve, but I knew that I was going to be okay after that conversation. Um, you know, I had, I had a, you know, um, same with D2, I've had a relationship with depression and anxiety my whole life but actually never realized that I had it. And it wasn't until I had a really amazing support network where I started putting my mental health, I started making my mental health a priority because I had like-minded people who also made their mental health a priority and who encouraged that. And I remember, I so I always thought I was, um, I was always labeled. I shouldn't say I always thought I was always labeled as an extrovert. And I just assumed I was because, you know, I was the, uh, the funny kid. I was the loud one, but, but I did those things um, because I was a person of color in a small white town where, you know, I had to pick, you know, is it, uh, what do I focus on? What do I focus on academics and feeling um, more alienated or do I focus on, um, 
making people laugh and, and being friends with people and, and, you know, getting that, getting that community. And so, um, so that's who I was. I just, I was the funny one. I was the clown class clown. Like I never took academics seriously. Um, so when I when I got older, I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like, I don't feel like I'm extroverted. I actually feel like I really need downtime and I really need space when I need it. And because I was exposed to that community, like I, I uh, mentioned, um, I decided to finally take space. And I said to my friends, I'm going to need a little bit of time to just like kind of reset and fill my cup again, like on my own. And, um, and I need the time to do it. I need like a month or two. And if I reach out to you, it's because I have the capacity, but if I don't reach out to you, it's literally because I don't have the capacity. And it was the first time in my life that I had ever prioritized my mental health in such a way. And some of them really, really understood it. And some of them didn't. And, you know, the people who didn't, I just have to think maybe they're just not there yet. Um, but the people who are going to support me are going to support me and be here through it. And going forward from that point on, that's been my life. It's like D2 knows it's like, if I need to take space, it's not, has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with me and my mental health. Even on this trip, we talked about, um, mm-hmm. I said, if I disappear for uh, like an hour or disappear for a little bit, please know it's just, I, I need that for my mental health. So that's kind of where I am is that like now it's become a priority to me that uh, I know same as same with D2 is saying is that I know when I'm feeling depressed. I know when I'm um, and I'm getting like the seasonal depression thing. I know when I need to focus um, or give more attention to um, my own needs. And that's yeah. So that's where I am right now. I mean, there's there's loads more to tell you. We'll do more podcasts now. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my journey. Thank you so much for sharing that. Like, You're very welcome. I, I know it's not easy to be vulnerable and honest and like in general in doing on a platform for others to listen. I have a lot of lot of respect for you. When when you were talking about support systems, I actually got a little emotional. Um, the past mm-hmm. <laughs> the past couple of weeks for me personally has been quite the roller coaster, and uh, I've really been to kind of notice um, how grateful I am for my support system more than ever. And in fact, even the first time I ever went to therapy, I was, uh, I, I think I have shared this with you once before, Andy, but like, um, I took a step that I wish I hadn't now in that respect, but I, I lost my brother in 2015. And it was one of the hardest things for me because I came from, I, I'm the second child of two working parents and I was eight years after my brother. So I was not exactly planned. Um, they weren't around a lot because of this age gap with my brother. He was not just my older brother. He was also a parental figure. He was kind of my guardian angel. Uh, we grew up with a very, a not very nice grandfather. Things often got very violent and my brother was always the person that protected me and that was the kind of relationship mm-hmm. I had. And I was so terrified to be in a world without him. Yeah. And I, 
because I had no one to talk to, I didn't know what I could do. I just pushed everything in. And four years later in 2019, I got hurt. And I was bedridden for a good eight months in the house that my brother passed. So I was literally locked in my personal hell and getting through that eight, nine months of being bedridden and then finally coming out of it. I was in one of the darkest phases of my life. And I took a step that I I shouldn't have, but my friend, bless her heart, I, I love her so much. She is the reason she dragged my ass quite literally to therapy, uh, sat outside for two hours till I finished. When I came out, had a box of tissues ready because I was sobbing. I sat down, moment, I had the exact same experience where they asked me, how are you doing? And I just stopped, sobbed. I just, I couldn't yeah. stop crying. And which is why it took about two hours to get through that session. But <laughs> <laughs> came out and I'm, I'm very grateful for my support system. And this, this friend, like we, we live together actually. Uh, we were in uni together and I have so much, so much gratitude for what she has done for me. She doesn't let me say it to her, but I do have it. <laughs> but when, when you shared the support system thing, I couldn't help but get emotional because I don't think we even realize that just being open with those that are close to us. It's like you said, some will understand me and some might not. Maybe they're just mm-hmm. not there yet, but the ones that understand they're gonna stick around no matter what yeah yeah and they they really make it worth it like they help you see the light they they really and you know same thing not you know obviously different experience but uh you know I had the the friends that I had like it it really felt like I was drowning and they reached into the water and pulled me out I don't know if you've you've experienced that or you feel that way but uh, yeah, that, that, uh, the, the support system is is key, is really key to mental health, at least for me. I'm only here because of the support system that I have. And that's a fact. Yeah. Yeah, same. Same. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our paths <laughs> crossed because of one incredible organization that is Start the Wave. And I want to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, could y'all tell us what exactly Start the Wave is to start us off? Sure. Yeah, sure. So Start the Wave is a nonprofit community fo- focused organization committed to um, funding action, uh, amplifying change and encouraging growth. And we do this by supporting grassroots organizations working toward positive change. We also um, use our platform to amplify voices that have been habitually overshadowed by societal conditioning. And we encourage growth through informative resources and advertise and bring attention through our Instagram posts. That's kind of the short version of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I absolutely adore everything that Start the Wave does and stands for, which is why I felt so well, that I wanted to reach out. Even the first time that I even reached out to start the way was through a project submission. And I straight up said, like, I don't need money right now. Yeah. <laughs> we remember. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, who is this amazing person? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need money, but if you can help me get my information out, I would be grateful. Yeah. Yeah, we were, we, I remember we talked yeah. about it. We we're like this person, like, let's do what we can. Like, yeah. this person seems incredible. I have your food. I'm telling you, I have your food. 
if I was told. <laughs> but I am incredibly grateful that one uh, uh, form that I filled up has led to such an incredible uh, relationship that I have now with Start the Wave and all of y'all. I am so incredibly grateful um, for all the support and just in general in awe of everything that y'all do, quite literally. Likewise. So how did y'all find Start the Wave? Uh, let's, let's take a trip down memory lane. All right, memory lane. Um, so I was an ERPer. Um, so I was a fan of Dong's show, um, Winona Earp, and um, I had met them at some conventions and we had conversed um, there. At some point through those conversations and meetings, um, they knew that I did graphic design because at the time I was doing a project with a friend um, where we would create Start the Wave inspired stickers and we would hand them out to the community and herbers. And um, anytime I saw domination, I would give them some. Um, so they knew me from that. Um, somehow I'd gotten my email. And after one of the more recent conventions right before at the end of 2019, um, Dom had seen me and then emailed and was just like, Hey, like, I want to do some more like artistic posts for our Instagram. Um, would you be willing to help me out with that? And I was like, yeah, of course. Um, and then in those conversations, it was like, if you need like additional help, you like, just let me know. I have a ton of free time. And so then at that point I, I started talking to other people on the team and they were like, we could bring you on for social, like we could really manage, have someone manage that. And that was right before we launched as a nonprofit. And so I joined, um, about a month, month and a half before we launched. Um, and, and I've been there since, and it's been amazing, but yeah, that's how I found it. Yeah. And I personally, um, I followed Dom. I, I, I mean, I think, you know, the story, I think I've mentioned this story to you, Sam, but, um, I, uh, obviously saw the show, um, saw Dom one time at a, a pride event and said, hello. And I was like, oh, they're actually super nice. So I started following them and, um, and then obviously start the wave happened and I started following that. And then I had mentioned this before, but, um, uh, it wasn't until they started posting Black Lives Matter stuff that I really was like, I need to be part of this. Like all of the things that I, um, that Start the Wave had posted and, and all the things that they were about, I was like, this seems like a really cool organization. And then the Black Lives Matter post started happening and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm all in. And, uh, and so I was like, hey, I'd love to volunteer. And, you know, that's, uh, that's where it, that's where it happened. <laughs> that's how it happened. <laughs> I mean, I came across Saturday because of the show as well. Uh, I mm -hmm. just have a very different relationship with that show in general. The kind of insanity yeah. that it has brought into my life, or rather brought <laughs> back into my life. Uh, I will forever be grateful for getting back the memories and mm -hmm. for what that has led into creation of Mind Matters. Um, I I feel like it's it's such an insane thing for me to think about even now because. Mind Matters has become, I don't know, almost like finding my true calling or whatever it is to say like, yeah, this is what I want to do. But along with that, it has given me back something so special, which was like the memories of my brother. And I almost feel like mm. this organization as a whole is almost like, you know, it's something in his honor and it's almost an extension of him. 
and mm. I'm very grateful about that. And through Wenora Earp is also how I found Start the Wave. Um, I saw following Dom. They posted about Start the Wave. I saw what Start the Wave was. Is. And one of the first reasons that I fell in love was the pillar concept and the fact that y'all had kindness as a pillar. I think mm. I mentioned this to you as well, Randy, the first time I yeah. ever spoke. Like kindness, like the fact that y'all cared so much about that. And then I think last year when y'all finally announced the pillar, the last one is creativity and healing. It was in mm-hmm. that moment and I was like, yeah, I was meant to find this space. I have never <laughs> yeah. felt so right about an organization. I've worked with nonprofits since I was 15 years old and I still work with the same nonprofits even now. But I don't know, there's something so special about everything that Start the Wave does the way you approach it and like stand by your values and how transparent you are, it, everything about it, I just have so much admiration. And, it just, and it, it's just an added thing that because of my work in academic career or whatever it is, I have such a broad understanding of how these things work in general, which is just another added reason of why I have so much admiration for y'all. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, um, I feel the same way about Start the Wave. Like I, I, um, you know, I've really being on this side of of the organization. I've really watched um, everyone in the organization grow and and um, really follow through with their commitments of doing better. And uh, you know, we're you know, we were humans, we're going to make mistakes. And, uh, and we try our best to learn from them, we try our best to learn and to grow and to decolonize and to, you know, really and, en- and enhance um, voices and, and, uh, and so that's why like, I, I feel the same way you do, because I've watched the their commitments, and like, everyone else in the team, like, I've watched them really try and really like unlearn and relearn and you know I I know that I'm in I'm in the right place uh, I I have so much hope for the world <laughs> <laughs> of people like you because of organizations like this I truly yeah. truly mean that and honestly I I've said this before as well I think especially when you work in something like I don't really like the phrase activist um, I have my own complicated understanding of that word, but like when you're working in the space and with what the reality of the world is, it, sometimes it's so, so easy to kind of just succumb to a pessimistic approach of life. Like mm-hmm. nothing's going to change. What's the point of even giving it a go? And in moment, and I won't say that I've never had that case. Like I have questioned that if what I'm doing is enough, if it's even worth uh, anything and all this time and effort, if it's even going to impact anyone or anything is going to change. And then in those moments, what I do is I look at individuals like y'all and even like the fact that you guys still continue to do whatever it is that you're doing and in whatever magnitude that its effect is being seen, that ripple effect will create a wave, pardon the pun, but it's for a lack of a better phrase, you really are starting a wave of yeah. positive change and just change in general and I think it's incredible and it's it's so easy to not want to continue when you work in this space but individuals like y'all are why I want to continue y'all are inspirations Randy is now hiding in a hoodie yeah, I'm cool 
Yeah, hiding in a hoodie is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I won't hide in a hoodie, but I'll put it on. <laughs> well, I think to add to like what Randy said too about Start the Wave, um, I think one of the, I mean, what what you said is is hundred percent true. Um, and, but I think that's also like outwardly what a lot of people know or mm-hmm. see, right. But like the thing, one of the things that I love most about being part of this organization is the amount of like love oh, yeah. and caring and support and fun that like we have as a group, hundred percent, like almost every time we get off a call, even if it's not a full team call, um, because we've, we've organized the organization in a way that it's, it's, it's very much like everybody can be part of whatever they want. And if they don't want to be part of something, there's no pressure. Like, and that's what I love too. Cause it's like, I have no interest in being involved in like finance or legal <laughs> stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to be. Like, I can yeah. say, Nope, that's not my cup of tea. Yeah. I'm going to be over here doing social and graphics and projects. And uh, like, I might dip my toe in eco merch a little bit, yeah. um, but that's, that's it. And then if it, there's a new project, it's like, oh, I want to do that, you know, and I can step in and, and so it's very fun. And so sometimes we'll have like just more concentrated meetings with like three or four people on the team, or we'll have like half the team or we'll have full team meetings. Um, and like every time we get on those meetings, no matter what kind of day I'm having, I get off those calls and it's like, I got like a boost of serotonin mm-hmm. and like. I'm just like happy and just so full of gratitude. And like, no matter what the topic we're talking about, like we're always laughing. Yeah. We're always having a good time. Like the team is just, yeah. Like just the team itself, the people that we have and the work that like the work that we're doing is the bonus almost. Yeah. Like the, like the team and the people and just the community that we're building within the organization itself, I think is setting us up to build a larger community in such a way that I think it's just, I like, I don't see how it couldn't be amazing. Yeah. And I mean, really. like we've, we've grown so close that, you know, D2 and I are hanging out and yeah. D2 so I mean, people like, can't see that. Like yeah. dude, Randy's at my house right now. Yeah. And like, we just hung out at Porter's house. Like we all just went and traveled to North Carolina and Lena lives there too, and had driven down and the four of us were hanging out. And so like, like, yeah, we're building a community yeah. within our team too. And Anytime one of us travels and we're in the area of someone, it's like, Hey, let's meet up for coffee, you know, all of that. And so we all just really care about each other and, yeah. and have built kind of like a family. Yeah, definitely so, a family hundred yeah. percent. And like, we get to meet people like you, Yeah, you know, like how, what a great, <laughs> what a great bonus though. Seriously. Like yeah. this is like, in addition to getting to know each other and like literally fall in love with each other with our, like hearts and souls just like really connecting with like like-minded people we get to we get a um a bigger extension of that through funded projects through the community like it just it's so like worth it in every way to me yeah that's a feeling even i understand because i've met such incredible individuals that are part of my community and friend circle now because of my matters and they have enriched my life in such ways that I cannot even put to words, present company included, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to hide in my hoodie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think it's a testament too to like, like how amazing the organization is and like what we're building and how, um, how fulfilling it is 
because we all have lives Mm -hmm. we all have full-time lives and we're all volunteers. Like nobody's paying us to show up. Nobody's paying us to do this work, build these communities, fund these projects. No one's, no one's asking us to do those things. We're come, we're showing up and saying, I want to do it. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's huge. When I look at like my, just my own situation, because like I'm now a single mom, I work minimum 40 hours a week full-time for my day job. And I volunteer anywhere from I think the least amount I probably give start the wave a week is minimum four hours. It's usually about eight. And I'm just taking time away from time with Toby, time on my weekends, time, you know, with my friends, my family, all of that to show up and do this work. Um, And there's not a lot of things that I'm willing to sacrifice time with my kid for. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's a testament as well. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. I'm about to ask you something that's going to be really hard. If you had to describe in one word that why you stuck with Start the Wave, what would you say? One word. One word. Wow. Making it hard, eh? <laughs> I feel like I've been uh, taking it easier. I know. <laughs> oh, man. I would say love. Uh, that was the first thing that came to my head, too. Like the love, like within the team, the love for the work um, the love that I think we receive from the community. Um, and like the lessons that I've learned being part of start the wave have all been, like you said, like it's Neha that you were happy to see that kindness was a pillar. We've actually added love as part of that. So it's love and kindness. And that's what I think one of like, I think, (laughs) honestly, I think that's probably like our like umbrella pillar, because I think love and kindness really feed all the other pillars um, the way I look at it. Um, and that's what a lot of the lessons I've walked away with start the wave is, is like, if you just lead with love, like you, you can completely change your perspective on so many things, Mm -hmm. um, how you consume, what you eat, like how you show up as a parent, as a friend, as like a coworker, um, like for yourself, like even, you know, like if you, you know, look inward at how much you love yourself and how you're showing up for yourself. That's how, you know, creativity and healing will come in, like, because Mm -hmm. you'll worry about healing yourself and healing the earth and like all these types of things. And so, yeah, I think, yeah, the one word that just kept coming to me was love. And I'll add to that and I won't use love, but it's, (laughs) it, it actually falls into the same category in my mind, the way, you know, the way it um, makes sense is progress. And, and it's, working toward building a better life in every capacity it's the mm-hmm. same as but using a different word for it um but yeah that's uh if i could describe it yeah let's do progress you know i'll just continue talking i'm just gonna sit here and just like be in awe of all of it like it's <laughs> I, i'm straight up like hand on my face and just like listening and <laughs> yeah i could have been like queer <laughs> That's why I, I have a sticker on my laptop that says queer. <laughs> so I could have been like, queer, that's why I'm here. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I am really glad that I'm sitting on the ground already. Um. Oh, we filled those shoes of Emmy and Yay! <laughs> Boom. Take that. <laughs> I'm gonna need a minute. <laughs> 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 but um, 
seriously though, I loved everything that you just what you just said, it, and it's exactly why I keep coming back to like why I find y'all so admirable because it's like you said. Uh, I really, really loved what you said about how if we live a life with love, it changes our perspective on so many things, and that's like a lesson that I have learned over the past couple of months. It's been a much mm-hmm. more recent learn for me that I'm trying to sort of incorporate into my life and I'm already seeing a lot of changes in how I respond to things and just my outlook and a lot of things and uh, it's it's really fine because just about two days ago I was talking to my friend how up until a few months ago I was so indifferent about how life turned out for me like it happens it doesn't happen it's fine like I, I cared about what this what I'm doing for other people but it never really occurred to me to even give a shit give a shit about what happens with my life and I've always been indifferent about it but now I actually do care I, I want to see where I'm going to end up in life I want to see my friends and what they're going to do in life and I want to be a part of everything and I want to witness it and that change in outlook but she got emotional and beat me on my back but like was worth the pain but just just seeing how something as simple as conversation and people have brought that kind of a change into my life because we're starting off with more love and kindness and it gives me hope. Mm-hmm. That's really lovely to hear. And it goes to the back, back to the fact of it's mental health. You're focusing on your mental health and, yeah. you know, and you love yourself to, to do it. I'm pretty sure that y'all have basically answered this in so many words, but I'm still going to answer it. But like, how would you say that being part of the Stop the Wave community has affected your mental health? Hmm. I mean, I know how. <laughs> like the, I was, I mean, Sneha, I think you and I have touched on this. Um, I was struggling a lot. Um, when I joined the team, like I was going through a rough time. It was a tough couple of years for me. And, uh, I've said this to D2, I've said this to, to, you know, I, I like, I think most everyone, if not everyone on the team that if it wasn't for start the wave and, and, uh, the support that I've, I've been given. Um, I, (laughs) I would be in a different situation. I would be very, in a very, very different headspace. They, they were some of the people who literally reached into the water and helped me. And, uh, and I couldn't be more grateful, to be honest, getting a little emotional thinking about it. (laughs) I couldn't be more grateful for them. They've been, uh, they've been a family to me. And, um, like we talked about it, it's all work mm-hmm. through love and, um, and they've been, uh, yeah, really, um, sorry. <laughs> they've, uh, they don't know how, how much they've helped me. That's the best way I can say it. Yeah. I can understand that feeling. We all just need a minute. Yeah, <laughs> you're okay. <laughs> I think it's been with everyone. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all gotten through each other a tough time. Gotten through a tough time with each other. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I think that's an ongoing thing with our team too. <laughs> yeah. It's like 
you know, I said, we all have full-time lives and, and full-time things going on. And I think that we've all just gone through so much, um, in the, you know, the time. And I mean, we've had people sprinkle in at different times, obviously, but, um, yeah, like, I mean, we've gone through a lot, a lot. Like I've gone through a divorce. I've gone through a gender journey. I've gone through like, (laughs) yeah, a lot. Um, and, and yeah, like they, like, the team was there, um, and showed up in ways that I didn't ever expected, you know, um, even, I mean, obviously like we're a large team and, and we're all different, very different individuals. And so the, you know, connections and friendships we have are very varied. Um, and it doesn't matter if someone's like one of my best friends, like Randy, or, you know, someone new on the team that's only been around for a couple of weeks, like they're already, if they know you're going through something, texting and checking in and like, um, and yeah, like we just, we show up for each other in ways that, yeah, I just, I don't think anybody expects that joining the team that like, yeah, you're just automatically basically joining a family and that mm-hmm. people are going to try and show up the best they can. And, and to put to Randy's point, um, earlier about the, um, the, now I'm drawing a blank. What was I? <laughs> You're like, to my point, my knee started itching because <laughs> my sunburn and then it distracted me. Your like, thoughts get interrupted. <laughs> I got really sunburned at Porter's. <laughs> um, oh, about like when you have a lot going on, sometimes you can't show up for people. And like when Randy's like, I just need a break, you know? And that's the thing is we've had, we've all had so much going on that like we, we try and show up the best we can. And, um, and the fact that we're all still showing up despite also going through our own things, I think, um, Mm -hmm. is amazing and a testament and definitely has impacted my mental health, you know? And, and so, yeah, cause we had, um, you know, I was going through a lot. It was right at kind of the peak of my divorce and we had, we were all just in incredibly busy with our own personal lives and like our start the wave work had kind of slowed down. We weren't meeting as often, like we weren't talking as often. Um, and we were, we were on a team call and we, like, we were talking about the fact that we hadn't been connecting as much and like, like just kind of talking overall about where we were going and, and what work we had coming up and how that could work. And I just like completely broke down on the call. And I was like, I, have been struggling and like, I haven't talked to you guys and it's affecting me. Like Mm -hmm. it's affecting me that we haven't had team meetings and it's affecting me that we haven't been talking and it's affecting me that like, we haven't been like, I haven't felt like your presence in my life as much. And like, it was affecting my mental health, not having these people around as often. Um, and we remedied that and like through an extra meeting on the calendar on the weekend, like once a month on the weekends, we literally have what we call a family gathering and it's, and it's just us joining and it's, it's not mandatory. It's like, whoever has the time on this Sunday afternoon can join. Um, and we literally get on the phone for two hours and like, we just chat and catch up and like, we'll do like team building questions and like talk about our days or we'll just share funny stories, but it's just an opportunity that no matter what else is going on, we have an opportunity to connect and kind of like refill everybody's buckets um, if they need it. And so, um, 
so yeah, like to Randy's point, like that action, like we took action on that. Like we care enough about the team to take action on something like that when it was just me breaking down on a call because mm-hmm. I was having a bad day, you know? So, um, so yeah, I mean, start the waves in this team is, yeah. I mean, not just the people too, like the work is a great yeah. distraction mm-hmm. and a great thing to focus on when I'm having a bad day. Like when I've had seasonal depression like that last few months and I'm having a bad day, like I'll just go and oh, well, let me go work on the social stuff now because that will pull me out and I'll be having fun and I'll be looking forward to like being able to post about this awesome human we found. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll dive into the work because it will help me feel better too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, totally, I feel that. I I wanna go back to the joke I made about being queer, the reason (laughs) I'm here. Um, And the reason I'm going back to it is because it's a very queer, queer friendly space and it's a queer community unlike well I I mean I've had a a queer network before but I haven't had it for like a decade and having that as well when it's it's you know your identity of who you are and and having access to people who understand you know what you could be going through or just like feeling like they they can relate to to an experience or or they can give you um, perspective it it's um how'd I describe it um it, it feels like I belong and it's not that I don't feel like I belong with my other friends it's just they don't understand the dynamics of queer friendships the way that other queer humans do and so I know I made a joke that like it's queer that you know queer friendly um you know but it's actually true it's it's having that queer space is so important and so heartwarming and you can be fully 100% yourself and you have the avenue and the freedom to explore your gender identity and to explore your sexuality. Um, You know, like, I think the majority of the people, well, I mean, they feel, they might feel similarly. I don't, I mean, I can't speak for anyone, I guess I can't speak for anyone else. And maybe, you know, you can speak to this, but it just like having that space is really, really important for mental health in my, mm-hmm. for me, for my mental health, like having that queer space to go to, to talk through issues, to like run some, some ideas by D2. It's like, yeah, I was really feeling, you know, down about like, you know, feeling left out or I don't know, I don't, you know, whatever it is. And, and D2 knows exactly what to say because they just understand it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so while it might've been a joke, it's also, it's also true. It's also another reason why I'm here and why I stuck around because I get that community, that queer community, unlike I ever had it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And like, to the point too, like when you said queer friendly, like not everyone on the team is queer, yeah. but we have like Danielle is an, like one of the best allies I have in my life. Yeah. Um, and she shows up 
for everything. Like when we're talking about sexuality, when we're talking about gender, like, I mean, she has shown up from day one, just hundred percent supportive of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and is really the definition of what allyship is. Um, and so, yeah, like, I mean, even though like, it's not like, a, like, we're not a queer club, you know, um, you know, but it is, yeah. I mean, that's whether they're, you know, someone on the team is queer or not, like, it is a queer friendly and just a hundred percent. Like we just accept everybody, no matter who they are, how they show up. And, um, and that's, yeah, completely refreshing to be in a space like that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, I don't know if y'all even realize how special it is that such a place exists in, in <laughs> the world that we are right now. Like just like, yeah. no matter how you want to show up in this world, you're accepted and, and that feeling people they're so desperate for it and sometimes they don't even get to have it from where they're supposed to have it they don't find that safeness from where they live where their their family parents whatever it is like when your mainstream idea of like the safest place that you can be is home with your parents not everyone gets that and like just the fact that you guys have that space for yourselves and that you created it for others it's I, I can't say enough good things about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And honestly, I feel incredibly lucky and almost as though I've breached the privacy of like what, like it just it was an insight into something so special, how you guys were talking about what your start the wave theme is. And I almost feel like I should not be here right now for this conversation. No way, man. You're a part of the community. (laughs) You are part of our community. (laughs) Well, and I think one of the words that you used to describe start the wave at the beginning of the podcast is transparency. And like, we don't need, like, I don't feel the need to hide any of this from the world. Like, I think it's important for people to know how the team functions to see why the work is important. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, yeah. And and why like yeah our like everybody's support is greatly appreciated and needed for us to be able to do this. And so like why why hide how amazing it is to be one part of the organization, but two like what we're doing. Yeah. And when we get messages of like mm-hmm. how people have been affected, oh my gosh, we share them and we're just like, oh, this is why we're doing it. Like. Yeah. So happy. I love the ripples. Love those waves. Yeah. I I can't say enough good things about yours. I I honestly don't know anymore. Like I need, I need a dictionary. I need more words. (laughs) I I basically talk for a living, like with the podcast and like also a soon to be lawyer. Mm -hmm. I I am, I literally speechless right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because well community holds such a special place in your hearts and how we've shared about it i'd love to know how how do you guys define community that's a good question thank you i try yeah (laughs) that's a good question yeah, I mean, for me, it's um, it's that support, it's that uh, support network, it's that that tr- um, what D two was saying about being open and and accepting everyone. Um, 
and accepting everyone with open and loving arms. That to me is, is what community is. And being there, being there for each other when you have the capacity to do it. Yeah. And understand, I think there's like a huge understanding of like, understanding when people don't have the capacity to show yeah. up for you. You yeah. know, like I saw, um, it was actually an Instagram post. I think I saw it this morning or last night. Um, and it was about, um, I don't remember what it was about now, like taking things personally or whatever. And I love those types of posts because it really like, it calls, it calls me out all the time of like, um, and one of them was someone, someone not showing up in the way that you need them has nothing to do with you and Mm -hmm. everything to do with them and where they're at and understanding that understanding where someone can show up and where they can't, um, it allows you to have compassion for that other person while also giving yourself some compassion because now you're not upset about something that you don't really know anything about kind of thing. Um, and so that's, I think a huge thing too, is like with community is meeting everybody where they're at. Like that's a term that Dom taught me. And I like keep using it all the time now because I just love it so much is like, you just need to meet people where they're at. And that goes friendships, relationships, like work, everything. Like you're here and I'm here. Like, we just need to, I just need to meet you where you're at and you need to meet me where I'm at. And I don't need to expect you to climb to my level or drop to my level or walk over to my level. I just, I know that that's where you're at. And if you can show up for me in, in that spot, then I need to just be thankful that you're at least able to show up in that spot. Mm -hmm. And I need to understand that if you can't show up because you're at that spot, that, that that's okay as well. Yep. Um, but I think another important thing with community too, like, I mean, I agree with everything Randy said too, but I love having diverse perspectives and opinions Mm -hmm. too. Like, I really love someone to call me on my shit. Like, I love it because like it get, it broadens. And it's funny that we keep talking about, we keep saying the word perspectives and like, this is a perspectives episode, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, but like, yeah, like just drawing perspectives in a way, like, I mean, you and I have. I mean, we talk quite a bit, but yeah. like all the time I'm like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And Randy's like, well, did you think about it like this? And I'm like, no, like, <laughs> like oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm being a little bit of an asshole <laughs> like, and I need to calm down and like, then look at it this way and, and vice versa. You know, I've called yeah. you on your shit too. Yeah. And so I think that's really important to build community is really like understanding everyone's voice and, and hearing everyone's perspectives on things and really just opening yourself to seeing things in a new way. And I, I really think that's how we're going to accomplish, you know, the work that we're striving for. Mm -hmm. Um, and why I love the diversity of our team, like so many different lived experiences, um, and perspectives. And we've had tons of conversations going through things where it's like, okay, let's do this. And someone's like, Oh, what about this? Oh, that's good. Okay. Like let's shift it this way then. And, um, and really, getting to a really good end result, but it's because we've listened to four or five different points mm-hmm. of view on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important as well. Yeah. And I was, I was thinking about that, like in, when you were talking before about how uh, like the different perspectives, but it's also good to um, challenge people, mm-hmm. like challenge people on their ideas and, and encourage the growth of their, you know, mm-hmm. you know, mentality. And uh, I think that's a good part of community too. So I'm glad that you pointed that out. Mm-hmm. I'm just so happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is already been one of my favorite chats of 
perspectives as a whole, like all the episodes till now. Um, I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> the real question though is, do you like this episode better than Emmy and Steph? <laughs> See, I can't say that. <laughs> see, as a lawyer, I know when I should shut up. <laughs> yes. And I believe this because I was just about to text example. Emmy. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah. I, I, a couple of days ago, I went to see my uh, nephew, and my yeah. sister, my cousin, stays in the same city. It's just that I hate traveling in Bangalore traffic. And it's not that I didn't see her often. It's just that I would always end up seeing her either when we would go out or like at a family gathering, but I wouldn't go to a place. But ever since my nephew has been born, I have been there almost every three weeks. And before that, I had been to her place twice. That was once when it was like a housewarming thing. Another was a event. She's lived there for almost four years. and the two of us had taken the little one out for a walk and uh i i actually i actually did end up saying that i didn't really have much of a reason to come here before (laughs) in that very moment she just looked at me and she's like you're a lawyer you should know when to shut up (laughs) but you're like now you have baby batman so i'm gonna be there all the time (laughs) exactly like I, i i looked at her and i was like Thinks I love you, but he is way too cute. (laughs) (laughs) Fair, totally fair. I have learned my lesson since. And for that reason, I choose to stay silent in this moment. All right. All right. (laughs) That's fair. 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 (laughs) I didn't expect you to answer the question because I already know the answer. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. We love Emmy, don't yes. worry. <laughs> I love both of them too, but I still don't want to get into any trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would love to know, like, especially in times like now, um, what's what's something that gives you hope in this world? Oh, wow. You know, I think it has to be what you just said, which is your nephew. I have little ones, <laughs> little ones that I want to see live in the world that I wish I lived in when I was younger. And so everything that I do, every focus that I have is to make a better world. The first time I ever held my nephew in, in my hands, I was just taking a little walk and I, I, I just, I, based, I promised him that I don't care what I have to do, but I want the world to be a kinder place for you to grow up in. And everything yeah. I do will be with that in my mind. And that, that's, that's, that, that's, that is literally the foundation of the new project that we're working on, the storybooks. And like, mm-hmm. honestly, Randy, that project would never, and I mean this, never have seen no. the light of day had it not been for you. No, it was you. It was all no. you. <laughs> it's talking about. No, Dito, you need to know this. This is a fact. I wrote those stories. I, I, I made a, I, I wrote a storybook for my nephew on uh, how his parents met and I, as a gift for both them and the kid. 
and as i was writing that i was like how cool would it be if we had stories where we talked about the harder things but at a younger age so the gateway to those conversations the idea was kind of stuck in my head and i was lucky to work with so many therapists on a step towards health and i was catching up with one of the therapists that ended up becoming a friend and when i ran the idea by her she loved it and she wanted me to follow through and she vetted all the stories to make sure they were appropriate and it was done i had the stories written they were in my laptop and then i was like now what do i do i had no clue and it just so happened that randy and i were catching up like a few days later and when i told her this and she's the one who put the idea of like start a crowdfunder raise funds so that we can get it published literally began the momentum of the storybook is all because of randy and that is a fact whether you <laughs> want to accept it or not not all because of me let's be honest <laughs> i think there is a lot more I mean, you did already write the story yeah so <laughs> the stories were written they were bad. but the, give the, yourself a little credit yeah <laughs> no because honestly the, the stories would have just stayed on my laptop and it never would have seen the light of day probably the only person who would have seen it is well my nephew because i read to him all the time yeah but, yeah I honestly don't think anyone else would have seen it had it not been for Andy's idea. So please just accept it. Okay. Well, I, I'm glad that I could challenge you. No, no, no. Don't push <laughs> yeah, me in the right direction. You to yeah. get it. Yeah. You basically streamlined the entire process, mommy. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> But this has been this is this really has been one of my favorite chats, and. Awesome. Oh, I, I just feel so good. Like my heart feels so good right now. And like, sometimes yeah. these conversations, sometimes I walk back feeling a little heavy, very emotional, but I don't know. I just feel so, so good right now. And or, but also mm-hmm. like a little emotional, like I'm legit just going to go find my friend in like Chicago after this. Yeah. <laughs> good. But um, before we wind up, I always ask this question. I'm sure Niku, you remember I do. And like this, Um, is you have anything that you want to leave the listeners with? What is it? Do you have anything you would like to leave, like for the listeners? We're better than Emmy and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I still have to meet stuff, so I can't make that judgment. Well, that's yeah, true. I haven't met stuff yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't met Emmy yet. Yeah. I mean, we've chatted that's quite right. a bit. We chat all the time, but. Um, Yeah, no. Um in all seriousness. So much <laughs> um Well, I'm I actually mean, shocked that this is the question that stumped you. I oh, right? I, know, I yeah, no, I'm I know what to to oh say. So, okay, oh my gosh. I don't know what to say. To be polite to gentle person. And okay, so, <laughs> honestly, advice that I can give or not advice, but something to go away with is that regardless of whether or not you see the change that you're working to achieve, whether or not you get to see the results, know that you're doing something that will help the next generation um in every capacity so keep keep doing the things you're doing to make a better world even if you don't get to see the results
how are you so cool? Like, how are you so cool? Like, <laughs> well, it's just because, like, you know, you, you're working toward making a better life. Like, it's that's history, man. Like, you might not get to see it, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't try and, and make that better or make that world better for, for people in the future. I am so, so glad that I met you both. Mm, same. <laughs> So much same. That, that'll change soon. Don't worry. Yeah, that was a good answer. Oh. I might as well not say anything. <laughs> Go support Start the Wave. Yay! Startthewave.org. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> well, I will obviously link all the social all the socials of uh, Start the Wave as well when this episode goes live. If uh, anyone who's listening has not checked out this organization yet, Honestly, I think after uh, hearing this conversation, I'm pretty sure y'all would have paused in that very moment and like looked them up because that's how cool they are. I'm quite confident about that. But if you haven't and you waited till the end of the episode, check them out now. But um, seriously, the two of you, thank you so much. Um, I am falling short of words to describe my gratitude, uh, not just for, well, coming on the podcast, but just who you are as people, what you do in life and how you show up in this world we are so incredibly lucky the way you shine your light and even more luckier uh, i find myself that i get to experience a bit of this light firsthand um but seriously thank you thank you so much and yeah thank you thank you yeah and really quick go listen to emmy and steph's episode yes definitely. In all seriousness it is a good one yeah definitely <laughs> i joke because i know them but like yeah it's a good episode i listened to it while i was getting into tattoo yeah so emmy and steph and hashtag r2d2 <laughs> hashtag r2d2 <laughs> <laughs>